watching online and those that are here thank you for being here tonight i'm just believing god is going to really speak to us and touch us tonight uh this is the regular scheduled uh, revival weekend that the fowlers are going to be with us we had to reschedule because of the damages from the winter storm so we just caught we just called this open heavens amen and we're just believing God to open the heavens over us tonight and just speak to us. This is a prophetic night. This is a night of worship and ministry and prayer. Don't treat this as a Sunday morning experience. You're free to walk around. You're free to lay on the floor. You're free to just worship any way, any style you want to. This is not, we don't have any type of restrictions tonight. Just feel free, feel free to flow in the spirit. Amen. Can we do that? Can we do that? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word that will go forth here tonight. We thank you for the worship that's going to go forth. We thank you that you're going to speak to us, God. You're going to change things, our hearts and our minds. You're going to give us the mind of Christ, your mind, the mind of Christ. You're going to, you're going to speak. It's just, you're just going to amaze us tonight with your presence. You're going to overwhelm us tonight with your, your, with your power. And Lord, we just invite your presence in this room right now. Those that are watching, just begin to invite, invite the presence of the Lord right where you are. We just thank you, Father. We invite you here. We don't want another church experience, but we want a face-to-face -face encounter with you, Father. We thank you for it tonight. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for the, the anointing that's already in the house, the dunamis power. We thank you that it's already here. And, Father, those that are coming, that are on the way, we ask you to, to uh, protect them as they come tonight, Father. We just worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you want to come forward, you can worship at the altar. You're, you're very welcome to. And uh, we're going to have a good time. Amen. Amen. Let's get started. Hallelujah. We worship you tonight. Pour our love on you. Yeah, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. Oh, you're good, Lord. So good. Oh, we worship you. Come on, help me sing it tonight. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Oh, Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Come on, people. People from every nation and time, from generation to generation, we worship you. And hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you for who you are. Come on, we worship. We worship you. And hallelujah, hallelujah, we for who you are you are good come on you believe it tonight oh we worship you Jesus magnify your name oh come on Lord you are good Lord you are good and your mercy endureth forever Lord, you are, Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Oh, you've been so good. People from every nation and tongue, 
From generation to generation we worship you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we worship you for who you are. Yeah, we worship you. We worship you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you. Who you are. Yeah, you are good. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So good, so good, yeah. Yes, you are, yes, you are, yes, you are. Come on. Only you are good all the time and all the time. You are good, you are good all the time and all the time. Come on, shout it out. You are, you are good all the time and all the time. You are good, oh, you are good all the time, all the time. Oh, you are good. We bless you, Jesus. We magnify your name. We worship you. Come on, Lord, you are good. And Lord, you are good. Endure it forever. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good and your mercy endure it forever. Oh, you've been so, so good. You are good and your mercy endure it forever. Oh, we celebrate your goodness. Lord, you are good and your mercy endure it forever. Call people from every nation. From every nation and tongue, from generation, from generation to generation, we worship you. Yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you for who you are. We worship you, we worship you. Yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, we for who you are 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 yeah you are good come on give him praise hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord hallelujah come on aren't you glad he's good thank you father Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. Come on, let's declare that today. My God, oh my God, will never fail. I'm gonna see a victory. Yeah, I'm gonna see a victory. Come on for the battle. For the battle, 
belongs to you, Lord. Gonna see, I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, yes, it does. The battle belongs to you, God. Oh, come on, there's power in the mighty name. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. And every war he wages, he will win. Come on, I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down from any giant. Because I know how this story ends. Yes, we do. Yes, I know how this story ends. Come on, declare it. And I'm going to see a victory. Come on, no weapon formed against you will prosper. For the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Yes. Oh, we thank you that you've already won. Oh, it's all because of you. We're overcomers. Oh, you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Yes, you do. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Yes, you do. Come on, you take. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for my good. He turns it for your good. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And he turn it for good. Oh. He turn it for good. Oh. I'm gonna see a victory. Yeah. Come on, we thank you, Jesus. The battle belongs to you. Oh. Yeah, we worship you. Magnify you, Lord. Victorious King. Victory for the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Gonna see. I'm gonna see a victory. Yeah. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Gonna see. I'm gonna see a victory. Gonna see. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle. For the battle belongs to you. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. We declare you take what the enemy meant for evil, 
can you turn it for good? You turn it for good. Come on, you take. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, you take. Everybody say. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, you take. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You turn it for good. Yes, you do. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, let's say that tonight. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, you take. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, let's just say that tonight. You take. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And, and you, you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, he's doing that right now for you. Come on, let's say. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. And I'm gonna see a victory. And I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Gonna see. I'm gonna see a victory. Gonna see. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Gonna see a victory. It's gonna see a victory. You know, a few weeks, a few months ago, Someone came through here and tried to correct us when we were singing that song. And he said, and there's some validity to it, but he said, well, we already have the victory. And he encouraged us to change the kind of the lyrics. But, you know, yes, we know Jesus has already won the war, won the victory, but we face things every day. And what that song is saying is it's a prophetic declaration that whatever you're going through, you're going to see a victory. And, you know, I, it's good to be able to prophesy that in the middle of your mess, in the middle of your whatever's going on, that you're going to see, I, I, I see my victory. 
successful. I'm going to see a victory. No weapon formed against you will ever prosper. You are victorious. You're a child of God. You're royalty. And that's who you are. And nobody can take that away from you. You're God's property. He's got his hand upon your life. The devil has to back up. He has no authority. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. And I'm going to see a victory. Come on. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. And I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Yeah, for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Yes, it does. It belongs to you. It all belongs to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Unravel me with a melody, and you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear. child of God and I'm no longer a slave to fear oh I am a child of God yes child of God from my mother's womb you have chosen me, love has called my name. Come on, I've been born again. I've been born again into your family. Your blood flows through my veins. And I'm no longer. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, yes. I am a child of God. Come on, I'm no longer. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child. I am a child of God. Oh, and I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child of God. Oh, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Th
Thank you, Jesus. Think about it. I am a child of God. Uh, come on, lift your hands across the room. Father, we just thank you right now that every spirit of intimidation and fear and inferiority is broken right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you right now. We're going forward. We're in a season of divine pursuit. And Father, we thank you. We thank you that we pass over in this Passover season and we break through in this Passover time and we, we move forward. Father, we leave the past behind and we move forward with all might and all glory and all power that God, we choose tonight to step over, to step over the threshold of yesterday and even today. And Father, we move into the promise. We move into breakthrough. We move into revival. We move into the moment that you have for us. We move into encounter. Father, we thank you. We thank you. 
Come on, just begin to thank him right now. Begin to thank him right now. This is your comeback season. This is your comeback season. You were on the shelf for a little while, but God says you're making a comeback. This is your night of turnaround. This is your night of all things coming together for your good. Father, we thank you for it right now. We thank you for it right now. We thank you for it right now. Right now, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For I've fashioned this season for you. I've fashioned this season for you. I've fashioned this season for you. It's been uniquely set apart just for you. But you have to make the decision to step into the moment. 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 Step into your moment right now. Step into your moment right now. Right where you are, take a step and step into your moment. For God says, I'm going to meet you as you take a step. I'm going to meet you as you take a step. Watch, watch. I'm going to meet you as you take a step. Your breakthrough is in your step. Your breakthrough is in your step. Your breakthrough is in your step. Your breakthrough. You watching at home, get up out of your living room chair and take a step. Because your breakthrough is in your step. Your breakthrough is, is, is getting up and taking a step by faith. Father, we thank you right now. We're stepping into our moment. We're stepping into our moment, Father. We thank you. We thank you. It's not by might, not by power, but it's by your spirit. And your spirit wind is blowing in this hour. Your wind is blowing in this hour. We thank you for it. And as the wind blows, it's going to push you. As the wind blows, it's going to push you. It is as the wind blows, it will push you. We thank you. We thank you. I will not live in defeat. I will not live in poverty. I will not live in sickness. I'm stepping out of an old moment into a new moment for such a time as this. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you, Father. Come tonight. Thank you, Father. We contend. We, we don't back down. We push in. We press in. We break through. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Come on, step into it. Step into it. Step into it. Step into your moment. Come on, step into the moment. Step into this moment. Step into this season. Step into this face-to-face -face encounter. Step into it. Oh, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Magnify your name. Magnify your name. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Father. So I could walk right through it. Oh, yes, you did. You split the sea. You split the sea. Walk right through it. See, some of you need that moment where God just splits the sea so you could walk right through it. But you know what? It took them a moment. It took them a moment. It took them a moment. They looked at it and they said, you want us to walk through that? They had to trust. They had to believe. They had to... And what happened? It went this way and that, and they walked on dry land, and the enemy was scattered. Sometimes you just got to trust God and believe and say, you know what? I'm going to step into the moment, and I'm just going to trust that you're going to meet me there. Could walk right through it. Fears were drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I could stand and see. I am a child of God. You split, oh, you split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. Yes, they were. You rescued me so I could stand and sing. I am a child of God. Come on. You split the sea. Yeah. You split the sea so I could walk right my fears my fears were drowned in perfect love oh you rescued me so i could stand and see oh i am a child of god oh i am a child of god I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Oh, I am a child of God. Oh, a child of scripted expression, right? You split the sea so I could walk through it. So you could walk through it. 
and that we're no longer slaves to our fear. We are children. You don't have to live over here as slaves. You get to live over here as family. It's a whole different experience. And I just, it gives me, if you don't know that's a whole word, church, you better get a hold of it because I'm here to tell you that's a whole word. He did it intentionally so that you could walk through it. And this whole time, pastor's been talking about uh, you know, moving forward and it's time to step. And I feel like for a while, God had been trying to show me the difference, okay, between contentment and fulfillment because they're not the same. You can be happy all day long and I'm probably going to cry in your house with your pets and your job and your kids and say, God, if this all it ever becomes, I'm content. But that's not your fulfillment. The Israelites, he talked about them Sunday, and I had to refresh my memory, but he was like, you're right, I did. He talked about them moving into the promised land, and when the spies came back from, from their recon mission, the story tells us, they even went as far as to say, I'm good. I'm good right here. Don't need no milk. Don't need honey. I don't want any big grapes. And I certainly don't need any giants because I'm good right here. They were content. Okay, you follow me? And there's a fine line between complacency and contentment. And you have to be careful because they it gets in there sometimes. But I'm just trying to tell you that this is another moment, another mile marker like we're always talking about, a monument of walking into your fulfillment, if you will push just a little bit harder, if you'll tarry just a little bit longer, if you'll carry the load just a little bit more, your fulfillment is waiting on the other side of that uncomfortable struggle. And it's not this, what were, they were both provisional. Don't get me wrong. God was with them in the desert the whole time. The manna, the water rock, the fire, the cloud, both were provisional, but one was much more intentional. There's a difference. So I want to pray tonight. God, we're intentional this evening in what we want from you. We're intentional in how we're willing to participate. We are intentional in our worship, in our giving, in our time, in our effort. And we stand strong on the fact that you are intentional in your promises and your plans for us. You're provisional in all things, but we want to cross over into intention and fulfillment because it's greater. We're happy you're with us, but it's greater. So I pray over every family represented here tonight, every household, the people watching online, this is an intentional moment for them. Draw all, all the things in their, in their memories, God, into their hearts, what they're believing you for, what they're expecting from you. And church, be intentional in it. Intentional. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're welcome to find your seats. As you do, tell a neighbor, I would like to buy an E because you look great. Mr. Clint, I'm here to tell you, brother, I'm here for that haircut. You look great. I was like, I'm going to tell him. I hope I don't embarrass him, but I'm telling him anyways. 
So I just want to go over a couple few things with you uh, this evening before we get started. Any first-time visitors, like please get hooked up uh, with a leader, or you can go online to TGP. What is it, Alexis? Because you are way better. TGP.church, right? There's um, event sheets there in the back at the information desk, but I do want to give you a few quick bullet points before we move on, okay? Revival weekend is scheduled for April and May. Don't get bogged down with remembering stuff six months from now. Just focus on the upcoming things, April 23rd through 25th. Mr. Fowler will be here. We want to make sure you're a part of that. It's going to be a good time. And then in May, the 21st through the 22nd is Lydia Morrow. Okay. So again, if you need a reminder as days go by, because I probably won't remember even what I said tomorrow. Amen. (laughs) Just ask someone, hook up with somebody around here, familiar face, and we can get you information on all that. Uh, Easter is right around the corner. If you don't have anywhere to be that Sunday, we invite you and your family to come be with us. There's going to be Lots of stuff going on for every person in your family. And the family unit is important to the Lord, and it's important to this church, and we want to make sure we're reaching out to all of them. And then Open Heavens is scheduled for June. Uh, the Yeah, one more time for the seats in the back. <laughs> it's June 24th through the 27th. That's a Thursday through a Sunday. It's going to be at the Holiday Inn on Walden in Beaumont. Okay, and again, we'll, we'll keep going over all those things with you as as time goes on to refresh your memory because we don't want you to miss anything, right? Everybody say, get excited. Get involved. We also want to let you know that if you feel led to give this evening, you're welcome to do so. You can bring it to the altar. You can give it to a leader. You can take it to the box in the back. You can give online. You can text and give. However you're comfortable, you're welcome, okay? Because we're family. That's what we do. (laughs) Pastor, I think I, I think I got it all. all right. Thank you. <laughs> Let's give Sarah a great big we love you. Thank you, Sarah. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. 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 I'm gonna uh, if uh, I'm gonna get me a little music stand right here. I'm just going to grab my Bible and take this earpiece out because it's hanging all crazy. (laughs) Take that out so I'm not distracted. Can you turn that off? Amen. The Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Intentional. Intentionality is important because if you're not intentional, you don't really... You know, to be intentional about something, um, it's you're you're um, making a determination to expect something, and your expectation drives you forward. If you don't know what to expect, then you don't you can't make preparations. And so, expectation without expectation, it's really hard to move forward. So, let me ask you: What are you expecting? In your life, in your ministry, in your business, in your family, what are you expecting? And we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be going just, this is not, thank God this ain't Sunday. Uh, but I got a word for Sunday. I'm going to tell you, I got a word for Sunday. And it's not it's not your typical Palm Sunday message. We ain't going to be waving nothing up in here. Um, but I'm telling you, 
I got a word for Sunday. And so if you don't have a home church, get back or watch us online. It's going to be a good day Sunday. Speaking of, I need someone to buy me a rope. So let's get that figured out. You got rope? You have rope at home? No? I need some ropes. So, but there's the, but God is doing something in this region and, um, and in, 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 in your, I hope you're, y'all feeling the shifting and the turning and the, and in the middle of all that, there's this warfare going on in the spirit realm and the heavenlies. And if you're not careful, you could easily get caught up in the, in the, in the warfare. Um, but we have to be intentional and we have to be expecting. And anytime God gets ready to do something great in, um, a nation or in, a church, there's, a, there's intense warfare. Anytime you're close to breakthrough, warfare breaks out to, to, to distract you from your promise. And so uh, we're going to talk about that tonight, and I'm going to talk about a few things. I'm going to switch mics here in a moment. Um, but I really feel like the Lord wants to, um, to f- visit you in a uh, dramatic way. I was in um, Louisiana Wednesday, and... Um, I don't even know what I preached on, but, um, but I, I was felt like I was, I was plowing and I've been feeling this plow, this plowing that I've been sensing, um, for the last couple of weeks. And I know we're plowing in new territory and we're plowing in, in new fields, if you will. And an oxen in Proverbs 14 and four, it says the house is clean where there are no oxen, but where the oxen are, it's a mess. And how many know revival is messy? A move of God is messy. God, when God, when God broke through in my life, it was messy. There was switching now. There were Kleenexes everywhere. There were um, tears everywhere. There was there was a lot going on. And when God comes to encounter you, it's a earth shaking, life changing, messy experience. Jesus went on the cross. It was a messy moment. And the, the, a lot of the Christian, a lot of the churches today won't preach the cross, won't preach the, preach the blood. They've removed communion out of the, out of their way. They do, they do church life. How many of you know that's demonic? Churches that don't, don't uh, live after or don't preach the word are deceptive churches. There are churches that, 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 I have a cloud, but no moisture. They have a cloud, but no rain. They have a cloud, but no presence. It may look like good things are happening, but there ain't nothing going on, spiritually speaking. So we got to be careful that even in our own lives, that, that we are people, that we are rain people, that we're people of rain, we're, we're people of moisture, that we're people that produce a storm, a glory storm around us. Are you with me? So I want you to go to numbers for a moment and then I'm going to be shifting to different areas and my friend is going to, didn't he do great tonight? Man, God bless you. We're thankful for you. And Tyron, Tyron, am I saying that right? And we just appreciate you and your yieldedness to come hang out with us because it's going to take a yielded people, musicians and singers that will produce a new sound. And the Lord, the Lord, I hear the Lord saying that he wants, you've been crying out for a new sound and the Lord's going to, you're going to produce a new sound. And that sound's going to reverberate all in this region. And people are going to start coming to you and wanting you to teach them and wanting you to show them this new thing. So don't be ashamed and don't be scared when other denominations 
start reaching out to you to produce a sound. Because the sound that they're producing, the sound that they're producing is common. But God wants to give you an uncommon sound that'll produce a shockwave wherever you go. So be focused. Stay focused. I know you're, you're, you have school and you have all these other different little things, irons in the fire, but stay focused because there's that, there's that sound that he wants to produce to you. And so be listening for it in your quiet times when you're just praying and worshiping before the Lord with your keyboard or whatever you play. Just, just, just listen for it. It's going to be uncommon. Don't fall into the trap of common where all these other churches or common sounds are all, they all sound alike. The white church, the black church, they all sound alike. And so listen for the uncommon sound. Listen for the, see, God, like God likes to do things different. He's not always, I mean, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But in, in this, in this season that we're in, church is, he's shifting some things. And if we're not open, if our eyes aren't open, and if we're not at attention, we're going to miss out on what God is doing. Hallelujah. But the devil is a liar. We're not going to miss out on what God is doing. Amen. We've come too far to miss it. We've come too far. I know there's a lot of people in this room tonight who've been, who've been praying for revival. And, and, and I'm going to say open heaven is revival. So what's open heaven gathering? It's a revival meeting. I mean, it's where an open heaven is a sustained dunamis flow. It's sustained. An open, a sustained open heaven. You have miracles, signs, and wonders. Uh, there's a church that we listen to called Fresh Start. They've been in revival for six years. A sustained revival. And I want to encourage you to look them up on YouTube. They've got like 13,000 subscribers on their page. And the power of God has increased over the last two and a half years. And I want to encourage you to plug into them. They're going to be with us at Open Heavens this year. The pastors will be. And so there's, God is, God is, there's a, a well of revival that's being dug in this nation. We've been here almost seven years, and we've been digging a well of revival. We've been digging. The, a, a prophet came through here, and, she, and they said, it's like you've been digging, you've been hitting rock. But past that surface, there's oil. Continue drilling. And so we continue the drill. Amen. And so what did I say? Numbers? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Numbers, numbers. I love it because this is what this is the, 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 the chapter that changed my world, changed my life. And there's, you can look at this a lot of different ways. But Numbers 13 is what I think I said. And let's look at this. I've preached this many times before, and I've got a whole other whole nother notes here that I'm going to probably go to if the Lord lets me. But Numbers 13 says this, The Lord spoke to Moses, Send men to scout off the land of Canaan. I'm giving to the Israelites. <coughs> he already said, you, you've got it. I'm giving it to you. Send the one man who was a leader among them from each of their ancestral tribes. And Moses sent them from the wilderness uh, at the Lord's command. And then they list everybody. All right. Uh, verse uh, 17, when Moses sent them out to scout the land of Canaan, he told them, go up this way, then go up into the hill country and see what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak or few or many. Is the land good or bad? Is or the cities they live in encampments or fortifications? Is the land fertile or unproductive? Are there trees in it or not? Be courageous and bring back some fruit from the land. And it was the season of the first ripe grapes. And so they went up and they scouted out the land 
Verse 22, they went up through the, all those places. I'm not going to go to all that. Okay, verse 20, number, no, verse 26, verse 25. And at the end of 40 days, they returned from scouting out the land. Verse 26, and the men went back to Moses and Aaron and the entire community. In the, now, they're in the wilderness, mind you, they're in the wilderness. And they brought back a report for them and the whole community, and they showed them the fruit of the land. And they reported to Moses, we went into the land where you sent us, and indeed it's flowing with milk and honey. Here's some of its fruit. However, the people living in the land, they're strong, and the cities are large. And we also saw the descendants of Anak there, the Amalekites are living in the land, the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, all the ites are there, the Canaanites. And in verse 30, so they're, they're giving them a bad report. And then there's, here's my friend. Then Caleb quieted the people in the presence of Moses and said, let's go up now and take possession of the land because we certainly can conquer it. Come on. This, this guy, my buddy, Caleb, I, I wonder if he really, I wonder what he, how he quieted them. You know, I just kind of wonder. Because, I mean, really, I would have been upset. Because here I just spent 40 days scouting out this thing, and now it's already starting to turn negative. And I'm like, aren't you jokers the very ones that were already promised this land? Okay, let's continue. Verse 31, it says, But the men who had gone up with him responded, We can't attack the people. They're stronger than we are. So they gave a negative report to the Israelites about the land they had scouted. The land we passed through to explore is one that devours its inhabitants and all the people we saw in it were men of great size. We even saw the Nephilim there and the descendants of Anak come from uh, the Nephilim. And to ourselves, we seem like grasshoppers. And we must have seen the same to them. And then the whole community broke out into loud cries and the people wept that night. And all the Israelites complained about Moses, uh, about Moses and Aaron. And the whole community told them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. Or if only we had died in the wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to die by the sword? Well, I mean, they could have went. Caleb did say, hey, we can do this. But what did they do? They submitted their they, did, they submitted to a negative report. How many times have we submitted ourselves to a negative report? We go to the doctor. Oh, who knows what he's going to say? I'm so scared. I hate the doctor. Oh, my God. He's going to do an x-ray. Oh, my Jesus. When we already know the report of the Lord is good, that you're healed, you're whole, you're great, you're wonderful. Amen. They can come up to you and be like, you got cancer. You tell them, no, I don't. The devil is a liar. You just, you just take what they say and reverse it. That's the kind of life that you have to live. That's the kind of faith you have to have. We live by faith. We don't walk by what we see. We don't walk by how, what we feel. We don't, we don't walk according to our flesh. We live by faith. These jokers were having a bad day. They were having a bad day. They, were, they I mean, 40 days, they're having a bad day. And, and they, they submitted themselves to an evil report. Let's continue looking at this. I'm going somewhere. So I'm going somewhere. So verse number two, verse, nope, we already read that. Verse five, then Moses and Aaron, they fell face down in front of the whole assembly of the community. And Joshua and Caleb, who were among them, 
who scouted out the land, tore their clothes, and said to the entire community, the land we passed through and explored is an extremely good land. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us into this land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and give it to us. Verse 9, only don't rebel against the Lord, and don't be afraid of the people of the land, for we will devour them. Their protection has been removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid. And while the whole community threatened to stone them, listen, the glory of the Lord appeared to all of the Israelites in the tent of meeting. So here we have Joshua and Caleb trying to go into the new thing that God is doing, and they refuse to go. How many people, how many churches will not submit to the new thing that God is doing? How many people will not submit to, the, to a glory awakening, to a reformation? How many churches, dead churches, of course, will not submit or yield to the power of the Holy Ghost? I know people right now that I, that I personally, preachers that I personally know, who will not allow prophetic ministry to flow in their church, who will not lay hands on the sick anymore, who will not allow dancing and jumping and singing in the spirit and praying, oh, not, definitely not praying in tongues. How far has the church fallen? The church has been deceived and bewitched by an antichrist spirit. And it's just like these guys, just, just like the Israelites. Well, we, we, we're, we're, you know, yeah, you saw it, but, you know, it's you. <laughs> you saw it. I don't know if I really trust you. I don't really know. You're little, I'm older than you. You're too young. You didn't really see what you really think you saw. I'm not going to submit because you you just haven't gone to college and you haven't, you know, you, you have a stutter. You have a limp. I, you're not wearing skinny jeans. Your worst player isn't, you know, slim and trim. He's fat. And that's how the church is nowadays. Ain't wearing, you know, the leather. I mean, so and so 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 we we're trying to live up to these these um, measurements that man has put on us, and God's just saying, "I just want you to worship me. I just want to hang out with you, but you're so busy trying to have a seven a.m. and a eight a.m. and a nine a.m. and God forbid you do eleven, and you're just so, so busy trying to have all these services that." I'm hanging out at your back door, and if you'll just slow down for a minute and invite me, I'll wreck your church. The problem is, these folks don't want to be wrecked. <laughs> they love it the way it is because they can go grab their little donut and their coffee and come over here and just do whatever the heck they want to do when they want to do it with no accountability. See, a lot of folks want to go to big churches because they can sneak in and sneak out and nobody will ever know anything. I can party on Saturday and get to church on Sunday at the 11 a.m. service because God knows I'm not waking up for the 8 a.m. service. I'm just talking truth tonight. This ain't Sunday, okay? I'm talking truth tonight. We, the church has gotten to a place where we, I don't even recognize it anymore. And God is done with that. 
God is done with seeker-sensitive church. He is done with a spirit of greed that is hanging over churches all across America. He's sick and tired of his name being profaned from the pulpits of America. Sick of it. Quiet tonight. (laughs) But Joel says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. So that means not just believers, but unbelievers. So we have, are we all leaders in here? And so we have a responsibility as kingdom people, kingdom leaders, to prepare for the new. That doesn't mean, leaders, to um, water down the message of the kingdom or the cross. It doesn't mean to sing songs that only, um, you know, uh, don't mention the blood and don't mention it. That, that the Lord told me the other day to prepare for outpouring. I said, how do you do that? Get your leaders together, pray, prophesy, get your church together, pray, prophesy, decree a thing and see it established. He said, I'm not, he said, y'all are waiting for this thing to fall out of heaven. It's already fallen. Just step into it. Just, it's not hard. (laughs) It's not hard. Just step into the, I'm already there. And so since May, the, since Pentecost Sunday of last year, I've been preaching a message called moving forward. Are you through with that message yet? No, I'm going to continue to preach it, but until everyone is moving forward. I came in here a minute ago, was looking at my computer, and, and it said, COVID's on the surge. I said, the devil is a liar. And all the government's trying to do is trying to get you to stay home from going to church. Well, you can go to Hobby Lobby, and you can go to to the Casa Ole, and you can go to Walmart, and you can go to everywhere else, but God forbid, don't come to church on Sunday because COVID's hanging out on the walls. The devil is a liar, man. Look, don't, don't no, no, you need to be in the house of God. COVID is real, absolutely so, but we don't live by the rules of COVID. COVID doesn't dictate to me how to live my life. This word does. And the Bible says, if I draw, if, if I, if I will lift him up, he'll draw near to me, draw near to him. He'll draw near to you. We've made this, this, we've made this thing so complicated, so complicated. Church ain't complicated. Wake up early, get your family together, get them, pull them out of bed, throw them in the shower, brush their teeth, pray and get your butt back to church. Yes, I said, but it's my church. And I'm just saying what every other, every other preacher wants to say. And I'm, and I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to challenge you. I'm trying to poke you. I'm trying to, to, to help you understand that we, we've got to move. I stood here Sunday, and I prophesied uh, a word uh, to you about moving forward, about movement. You are the movement. The earth is, God is shaking all of heaven and earth because he's looking for somebody that will stand up and be a witness for him to be a warrior and to quit laying down and playing dead. So here we got these jokers. They're, they, 
They're already promised. It's called the promised land for a reason. <laughs> and so they're all like, I'm not sure about that. What do you mean you're not sure? that? It's so here they go again, and they, and they have to go through the same cycles and the same processes over and over and over again because they refuse to enter into the new that God had for them. I refuse to continue going through the cycles over and over and over again. I refuse. Refuse. Okay. Let's continue. Glory. All right. So verse uh, 13. But Moses, I'm in um, Numbers 14 now. I'm in verse 13. But Moses replied to the Lord, the Egyptians will hear about it. Oh, no. Back to the 11. Verse 11. The Lord said to Moses, how long will these people despise me? And how long will they not trust me? And despite all the signs I have performed among them. Look at that. It says, how long will they not trust in me? Despite all of the signs, all of the miracles I have performed among them. Sounds like to me, these jokers got comfortable. They got familiar. How many of us have gotten comfortable and familiar to the move of God, to worship. Well, it's just Sunday morning. I'm just coming to, to, to just check off my attendance because if I'm not there. Pastor's going to be texting, wondering where I'm at. I'm just, I'm just going to sneak on in, and I'm just going to clap a little bit, when, and I'm going to say amen just so he can hear me, and I'm just going <laughs> to... I can say that because I've done it. I mean, I've been there, done that. But we've become familiar we become familiar. Well, I'm scared to worship at the altar because people are going to point. Who cares? God has rescued you from sin and death. You ought to be up here going crazy out of your mind. You ought to be worshiping like a madman. You ought to be a crazy fool for Jesus. You're a crazy fool out there for the devil. <laughs> you drank and smoked and, and had sex with whoever, whoever popped up. You, you, you went crazy out there. You should be going crazy up in here for Jesus. And I'm just talking. Amen. I'm going to make sure this is I'm crazy. Robin, make a note. <laughs> because, it, because, see, uh, the world isn't, they don't want any more of this, oh, you're a Christian. You're one of those. You're one of those. You're one of those judgmental Christians who, don't like homosexuals and, and don't like this and don't like that and blah, 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 blah. Actually, yeah, I'm a Christian, but you got me mistaken for somebody else because I actually love all people because Jesus does. And he came to save you and to heal you and to rescue you just like he did me. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just, we're just, we're just helping you. I'm just, it's Friday night. Amen. All right, so it says this in verse, uh, but Moses replied to the Lord, uh, the Egyptians, no, no, we're in verse 12. Uh, he, God, God says, I'll strike them with the plague and destroy them, and then I'll make you into a greater and mightier nation than they are. And Moses said, but the Egyptians are going to hear about it, for by your strength you brought them, um, you brought up these people from them, and they'll tell it to their inhabitants, and they have heard that you, Lord, are among these people, how you, Lord, are seen face to face, and how your cloud stands over them, and how you, Go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you kill them with a single blow, the nations that have heard of your fame will declare since the Lord wasn't able to bring them 
into the land he swore to give them, he would slaughter them in the wilderness. So now, may the Lord's power be magnified, just as you have spoken, et cetera, et cetera. Now let's go back here. It says this. <laughs> look, look, listen to what, what, what's all going on here. It says, they have heard that you, Lord, are among these people, how you, Lord, are seen face to face, and how your cloud stands over them, and how you go before them, and a pillar of cloud by day, and a pillar of fire by night. And these jokers are still asking God why. And God's already given them all of that. Fire at night, cloud by day. They, but they've become so familiar, they've checked out, and like, well, we're just going just gonna, to gonna die here. But God has already done so much to get them moving. And all they have to do is to decide, take a step. But they're so comfortable and they're so familiar in their lack and in their poverty that they'd rather poverty than his riches. And how many of us are so are so comfortable in our lack and our poverty and our less than that his riches are over here, but we're sitting on the couch eating potato chips because we're too lazy to walk over here. I'm just I'm just trying to challenge this because. Because if you're one of those that are sitting over here on the on the on the on the on the potato chips and on the couch, you need to throw that away. Get up off your couch, turn the TV off, and start walking. It'll take it'll take a step of faith. It's going to take you some strength. It's because because it's it's. I mean, ain't no warfare happening on the couch. Ain't ain't nothing. I mean, you're just you're just loving on yourself. You're just enjoying, you're just taking care of yourself, man. But I can tell you something. When I decided in 2021, in the January, that this is, we're coming back to Revival House and a move of God and, you know, Revival Zones, all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. And then just a few weeks ago, uh, I, I made another, I said it again, Lord, we're going to see Revival at TGP. We're going we're gonna to see it. It's our destiny. It's what you've told us. I'm reminding you of your promises. We have an open heaven over us, always 24-7. We are a kingdom center, a healing center, miracles, signs, and wonders center. I'm reminding him, and then all hell breaks loose. But I decided I'm going to get off the couch and start walking. And yeah, you're going you're gonna to fight resist. You're going to have resistance. Your family going to say something. Your preacher may say something. Their leaders may say something. Who do you think you are? You're too loud. You pray in tongues too loud. You do this. Who cares? You're a spirit-filled Christian, yes. Yes. You're a presence people, yes. You're a Pentecostal, yes. But see, but something, but we got to be careful that as we're walking, that we don't get distracted by the by the demonic. Well, COVID's on the surge again. Oh God, let me go hide out. And there was a season for that. There was a season for that, but we're we're past that. We are past that. And so. I'm walking toward our promise. I'm not quite there. I'm not over. I'm not, I haven't, we haven't arrived yet. But I'm walking. Are you walking or are you sitting? 
Are you walking or are you sitting? Are you glued in to CNN and Fox and all that other crap? Or are you reading your word? And are you locked in, your eyes are locked on Jesus? Are you locked? Is you, it's easy for your gaze to start dropping. I told someone the other day, I said, you know, you've missed, you missed some Sundays. You haven't been at church. Yeah, well, I had this, I had that. Well, what happens is you miss one service, you're going to miss another one. And then all of a sudden, the next week, I got to go do something. And it just starts. At some point, you got to figure out what's a priority. What's a priority? It's church, revival community. You know, is this a, is this a priority in my life? Or is it just something that I just, whatever. Let's talk about tithing. Is it a priority in your life? Or is it just, eh, well. He always wants my money. <laughs> but really, but but we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta adjust ourselves. We gotta, you know, you know. What? I'm gonna tell you something. Tithing can be monetarily. It can be your time. Come on. You you can you can get off Facebook. There's things that you can do that will increase the presence of God in your life. And those that are that are going toward the direction of the spirit, you're going to have to cut some things out of your life. You're going to have to figure out, well, I can't be watching that anymore because that's making me feel some type of way. I got to get along with Jesus. <laughs> There's some folks that maybe you got to disconnect from. Maybe they're too negative. Maybe they're not going the same direction you're going. Maybe they're all about themselves and would rather... Um, um, do stuff on Sunday and you should be in church. Maybe they are taking you in another direction. Maybe their church isn't on fire. Maybe they're a dead church. I don't know why you'd go to a dead church, but maybe they go to a dead church and you go to a fire, red hot fire revival church and you know, and then they'll be the very ones that try to get you out of that hot revival church because they don't want you in that. They're crazy over there, dude. They're freaky. I, don't go there. But those same folks are going to come over to that revival church to get their hands laid on them. They're going to want counseling from the preacher. That's going to want all this mess because when trouble strikes, they need the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm just telling you, that's how I, I see it every day, guys. Just telling you. But that's okay. That's okay. I mean, we're, we're, our doors are open, and that's what we signed up for. What we signed up for. But the promise, the, the promise from the Lord is through Cindy Jacobs last week is that this place will be packed out, that there'll be lines hanging out all over the place, cars all along the thing. And so we got to prepare. Amen. And visitors out of here today, you need to prepare for outpouring in your life. You need to prepare for your, your, at, your at your front door that people can start knocking on your door and lining up at your door, one hands laid on them and demons cast out of them and a prophetic word. That's when revival starts hitting your house like that, man, watch out. That's why we're on in this earth. That's why we're here. <laughs> to bring that power of God to those who've never experienced before. I don't want to be like the fools that wouldn't go. When God said go, we go. We go. A couple weeks ago, I preached a message on sand ballot. And anytime when I was, I was going to say that a minute ago, that those of you that are, are, 
or um, couch Christians. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> Let me just warn you, couch Christians, that when you begin to walk forward, sand ballot's going to come out. Sand ballot is, 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 is name is enemy in secret. And the, the, the purpose of the enemy of, of sand ballot is to distract you. And then Tobiah is a mocking spirit. So they get together and they begin to mock you. Oh, who does he, she think she is? Who does he think he is laying hands, speaking? What are you? Nah, I know about you. I know what you did last year, and I know who you slept with last year. I know what you were drinking last year. Who are you to be laying hands on anybody? Amen. They're going to come in. That's the religious people. And they're going to come on out, and they're going to try to stop your forward movement. They're going to they're stop it. God, that's why we keep saying, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open because as soon as you couch Christians, as soon as you start walking, start moving forward, trust me, the people close to you are going to start saying something. Because they don't want you to start moving. They, don't, they want you right where they have you. They want to control you and manipulate you. It's a Jezebel spirit, and you need to know the truth. When someone wants to come against you and wants you to sit and do nothing, you're if you start feeling weary and fatigued and tired and you can't focus, then you're under a spell. You're under a curse, and it's a Jezebel spirit. And you better know the signs of it. Migraines are a form of a Jezebel spirit. If, you're, if, there's, a, if there's pains that are undescribable that you don't even know, I can't even describe how I feel. What I mean, that just, that just sounds weird. You're, you have, there's a demonic spirit coming against you. Demons are real. There is a, there is satanic warfare and the enemy wants to, to wage it against you from moving forward to your next. Nehemiah is the cool thing. I love the story of Nehemiah because he goes out in the middle of the night. He takes up only a few people with him, and he hasn't revealed the plan that God gave him, the assignment that God gave him. And he just scouts out the land, just like these guys were doing. He just scouts out the, the ruins. He, sees, he just looks at it. I could imagine what he's saying. These, this is where his, his ancestors live. And he comes, and he's anointed by God to rebuild it, to rebuild the wall. And that's what God is anointing us to do in this hour, is to rebuild the revival wall, that the devil has come in, that churches have come in and crushed it, and said revival is not relevant. They've said Holy Spirit is not relevant. They said healing is not relevant. But we're turning that. Revival is relevant. The, uh, I was told when we first started our church, now don't, don't be crazy. Don't get crazy. Don't prophet. Don't speak in tongues. Don't, don't, don't do any of that because no one's going to come. Just keep it calm. Keep it cool. Keep it all collective, you know. And I tried it. I, I, it was, you know, I tried it. And you know what happened? Everybody left. So what their, their advice to me did the opposite of what happened for them. Can I get a sign? And, and so, so we don't do that anymore. <laughs> Learned it and we, okay, that's not us. But God's raising up people who, who don't mind flowing with the Spirit. We don't mind pioneering a new move. 
who don't mind be, who, who don't mind being a forerunner, who don't mind getting the the get, taking the uh, the brunt of the attack from the enemy, so that others behind you don't have to. God's raising up pioneers, people who won't stop, people who won't quit, people who who will just move forward, or whatever it takes to move forward. They won't settle. God's raising up people who who are who will just who will just sit at the altar and pray and prophesy and just encounter Jesus and take it with them. We're not taking the presence and the power of God out there because we're not waiting long enough for him to move here. And God wants us to slow down. Slow down. Wait on me. I'm not always fast. Sometimes, most times, God is pretty slow. I've got some promises over my life that are just coming to pass, and it's been seven years. There's things in our life that we're just beginning to see that's been prophesied years and years and years ago that are just now coming to pass. I'm 21, and we're just seeing this 